0: Welcome to our daily rosary meditation. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for. Today, we continue to meditate on the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. And today, the phrase, Who art in heaven? The Catechism tells us this biblical expression does not mean a place, but a way of being. It does not mean that God is distant. Instead, it refers to two things, that God our Father is all-powerful, and secondly, that He is present in our souls. So let's take the first one. To say God is in heaven means, first of all, that God our Father, this God is almighty. He created everything. He governs everything. He can do everything. Nothing is impossible with God. Now we may wonder, if that's true, then why does God allow bad things to happen? Well, He allows it because our Father wants us to be like Him. Therefore He made us free, free to do what is good or to do what is evil. But God is so all-powerful and all-good that He works all things for good for those who love Him. That means no matter what happens. He will make it the very best for us in the end if we trust Him. But we have to be careful not to lose our heads in the midst of difficulty and suffering and not to do something stupid because then we can ruin the good God wants to do for ourselves and others. So we have to keep our head while He's working it out. I love this line from Isaiah chapter 30 verse Fifteen, by waiting and by calm, you will be saved. In quiet and trust, you will find your strength. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
0: When I ask almost anyone under 45 years old today, this question, what governs the universe? Many respond saying, nothing. And this causes us to live in fear because we think that we are at the mercy of random chaotic forces or selfish evil people or even the devil and demons We've forgotten that we're not alone. There is a God who governs the whole universe, and He's our Father. And our lives are in the hands of God our Father and Mary our Mother. And within everything and above everything, there is a person, God, who is guiding all things for our greatest good. And on top of that, God is winning in us at every moment. And because God, our Father, governs the universe and all of human history, Jesus was able to reassure St. Julian of Norwich with these words, All shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. To say that our Father is in heaven means also that God is in our soul. The most important and maybe the most unknown or forgotten reality is that the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, dwells in the souls of those who love God. Heaven is within you. St. Augustine wrote, Our Father who art in heaven is rightly understood to mean that God is in the hearts of the just as in his holy temple. God is not outside of us, somewhere off in the distance. In fact, some of you my age might remember a song from the 80s by Bette Midler, From a Distance. I hated that song. Bad music, bad theology. God is not far away off in the distance. God is not far away so that if you try hard enough or if you get your act together, maybe then you'll be good enough or strong enough to climb the mountain of God and see Him. No, the most holy trinity dwells in your soul. He's a lot closer than you ever imagined. And all you have to do to find him is just turn to him present within you and talk to him straight from the heart. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: Once we learn that God is present within our soul and that we can find him right there and talk with him, then we begin to learn what prayer really is. Pope Benedict said, This is what prayer really is, being in silent inward communion with God, this silent, presence of God at the heart of our thinking, our meditating, and our being is what we mean by prayer without ceasing. So maybe during this decade, close your eyes, uh, unless you're driving your car or jogging. Breathe easily and think about the fact that God lives in your soul.
1: was in the beginning, as now and never shall be a world without end. Amen. Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy.
0: Now, I think a good way to wrap up this meditation on the fact that when we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, we should recognize that God is not only all powerful, almighty governing and guiding all things for good for those who love Him, but that He is in our soul. He's very close to us. St. Faustina writes, The moments which are most pleasant to me are those when I converse with the Lord within the center of my being. I try my very best not to leave Him alone, He likes to be with us, always. It's really crazy to think God actually likes us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. was in the beginning as now and ever shall be world without end amen oh my Jesus forgive us our sins save us from the fires of hell lead all souls to heaven especially those most in need of thy mercy
0: Saint Michael the archangel defend defend us in in battle battle. be our Our protection protection against against the wickedness wickedness and snares snares of the devil devil. may God rebuke him we humbly pray pray. and and do thou O Prince Prince of the heavenly hosts by By the the power power of God cast into hell hell, Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout throughout the the world, world seeking the ruin of souls. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Teresa, I had at least three different versions of this (laughs) prepared. Why did you choose this one? What was it that struck you about this Mm. meditation?
1: I think it captured the most important part of this line, at least to me, which is... It shifted my perception of God's presence. It captured that very well. I think the other meditations and the other versions had some really interesting theology. But this connected in a different way. That it it made me aware on a different level.
0: Of God's presence in your soul. Yeah. One of my favorite saints... Saint Elizabeth of the Trinity. Mm. Do you know much about her? No. Fantastic saint. Very much like Therese of Lisieux, Therese Mm. Littleflower, a Carmelite who died very young, about the same time. Mm. She actually is quoted in the catechism twice. Precisely for this idea that she emphasized. In fact, her whole life revolved around the fact that she, that God lives in our soul. The Holy Trinity lives in our soul.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is an accurate way to say this, but something I was thinking of is almost like the, the awareness that the very life of our soul is, isn't just an effect of God. It's not something he just created and you know walked away from. Like our soul doesn't live and burn on its own. But that that very life is God.
0: This is very profound on two levels. When God said to Moses, I am who am, mm-hmm. what he was saying was, I am existence.
1: Yeah, that's that's how to say it. That's That's perfect. Yes, obviously, but I've never never thought of it that way. I am who I am. I always thought of that as I'm eternal. I was before anything was. But I thought of that as something so separate. But yes, he is existence. And it shows us how little we are, how great he is, but how great it is to be a part of him just by existing.
0: Well, now... I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to rein you in you, a little you bit. You rein
1: me in, but I mean, because that was a
0: little bit pantheistic.
1: <laughs> no, not like that. I mean,
0: yeah, it's that.
1: Define that line, because I feel like I have a tendency to get a little poetic, or you you use the wrong word. No, and you can I go mean, very you got far. a little Hindu
0: there for a second, and we just got to rein it in. Okay,
1: go on, go on.
0: God is existence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He lets us participate in his existence. Yeah. And if he would st- if he would stop that, we would cease to exist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's on the natural level. Yeah. But he, but for believers, he goes an infinite step further. In that he comes to live in our soul, and not only share in existence, but share in his divine mm-hmm. nature.
1: Yeah, I think what I mean is just that, I'm understanding. How intense it is that he holds us in existence.
0: If he wasn't, you would cease to exist. Yeah. If he wasn't thinking of you, you would cease to exist. Mm. Does God care about me? Yeah, because if he wasn't caring about you right now, you'd be gone.
1: It's a it's a good test right there.
0: And, it, and it's not based on whether you've been a good person or not. Mm-hmm because he God is holding Lucifer in existence in hell.
1: Yeah, It answers the question, do I matter? Well, you exist?
0: I have absolute proof that you matter because you exist.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it brings me back to a conversation we recently had about Dumas, right? He put all these characters into this crazy book, The Count of Monte Cristo, and most people complain about how many characters there are and how impossible it is to keep track of them, So a lot of them want to cut out those characters because they don't think that they matter at all. But Dumas knew knew exactly what he was doing with all those characters. So whenever anyone's like, can I skip this part? I'm like, no, not for a second. Because if if Dumas put that character in, they have a great place in that story. Even if that character is, and many of them are, some of the worst characters you could imagine on a page. Some of them are truly vile, but you can't remove them from the story. Because they exist, you have to read that.
0: Not only that, you have to value them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now let's bring it to the, this moment in history. We got a lot of people out there in the Western world that are right now thinking every Palestinian Muslim is evil and should be liquidated. Mm. And we got a lot of people in the Eastern world who think every Israeli should be liquidated. And we got a lot of people who think every Russian should be liquidated. And a lot of people in the East thinking every Ukrainian should be liquidated. Mm -hmm. These are all people that God created and put in the story. And God is holding them in existence. And what God wants is that we help everybody get to heaven, not just liquidate.
1: It, It shows us how selfish we can be as far as we think... Maybe we matter, but that doesn't mean everyone matters. And we think, well, those people—it'd be much more. It it would be much easier for me or for someone else if those people just didn't exist at all. Yeah. And it's it's a simple and evil way to think.
0: And it's where I see a lot of people in their con hear a lot of people in their conversations falling into that type of hatred.
1: Mm. Yeah. What a terrible thing. You're you're right. I I it's we've, we've discussed this it very much comes from fear but it's really sad to see that we some sometimes because it comes from a place of fear we don't realize that that hate is being born and that's the thing that should
0: be feared and what the devil wants is just hate mm. the devil doesn't care who burns the house down he just wants it to burn So don't be light in any fires.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it's a good reminder that even the people that might to you seem not just irrelevant to your life and not helpful, but almost an enemy to you. They too matter and are held in existence by God.
0: And he wants their salvation. Mm. And he wants someone to work, to pray, to sacrifice for their salvation.
1: Yeah, you matter, but you don't matter more than those people.
0: If we had the attitude of Catherine of Siena or Therese of Lisieux, we would read the news, and we wouldn't say, "I want everyone from Hamas to go to hell." We would say, "I'm going to offer prayer and sacrifice for their conversion." Mm-hmm. Because I want them in heaven. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, all of them going to hell in the first place doesn't solve the problem. Their conversion here on earth will. Yeah. Yeah, we don't... I've, I've been thinking about this recently. Too often, we don't... We want justice in the sense that we would rather see someone punished than innocent.
0: We don't want justice. We want vengeance. Yes. We've mistaken... We have confused justice with vengeance.
1: So I'm I'm kind of getting the impression that people should read The Count of Monte Cristo.
0: <laughs> Everyone should read The Count of Monte Cristo. We've all
1: brought it back again.
0: The Count of Monte Cristo.
1: Fantastic book.
0: Top five books in the history of the world. Mm.
1: But it's true. Be very careful with what you call justice.
0: And let's remember that Our Lady is the only remedy for world peace. And what has she asked us? Pray the rosary. Therefore, we should all be apostles of friendship, good conversation, and the rosary. Share this with others.